time alone with Jesus is so important. I didn't know that you could get married and just have a whole lot uh -huh. of dang fun. When you nurture your marriage, the butterflies, they come back. Men are designed to be givers and women are designed to receive. The woman was the creation finale. Welcome back, Terry here. I'm so glad you're here. Today we're talking about fighting fair or rules to fighting. And if you're married, if you've been married for more than a couple days, you probably have realized you're going to fight. <laughs> I did not know how much we were going to fight until we got married. I mean, I think that's pretty normal for most couples. But the best relationships are not ones without conflict. Just know that most relationships have conflict. Some have more conflict than others, but relationships where conflict resolution is mastered or at least practiced are the best relationships. So be ready for conflict. Don't let it take you by surprise. Um, if you expect conflict to happen, you will be more prepared to handle it like an adult. <laughs> um, expect to feel that surge of frustration sometimes. You know how sometimes um, your husband will just do something or say something and all of a sudden you go from zero to 10 in your feelings? <laughs> If you are prepared for that, you will be able to handle it in a more beautiful way without exploding. So, um, feeling that surge of frustration is just being part, it's part of being a human. It's part of being alive. It's just part of being in a relationship. So you're not abnormal and there's nothing wrong with you for feeling extremely frustrated sometimes, but we have to remember that we are not slaves to our feelings. Just because we have this surge of emotion, just because we have this feeling does not mean that we act on the feeling in that moment. Um, so just because you feel frustrated or angry does not mean that it has to be dealt with right then and right there. Um, if you're not prepared to have conflict, it will take you by surprise. So learn from my mistakes. You know, I, I like to learn from other people's mistakes, but I have to admit that I've learned from my own <laughs> too, too often. And this is one area that I really had to grow up in. My husband and I did not have conflict resolution skills when we got married, when we were newlyweds. We had some ugly fights that are embarrassing, and I'm going to tell you some of them today. <laughs> You're either going to stop listening to me immediately or understand exactly where I'm coming from and be able to relate. We were passionate, and I think that we both expected to just enjoy each other's company all the time because that's how it was when we were dating. We just enjoyed being together. Conflict kind of came in and sideswiped us and hit us by surprise. And neither one of us had ever had those types of feelings before because who can make you the maddest? The person you love the most, right? We loved each other a lot. We do love each other a lot. And these were new feelings. We got married because um, we, wanted, we wanted to spend the rest of our lives with each other and we enjoyed being with each other. And when all of a sudden we took that same amount of emotion but turned it into a disagreement, you know, passion on both sides. It's passion, passion for love, passion and anger. They're both really big. It took us by surprise. So it was not pretty in the beginning and we sought help and we gained skills and we read books and um, took classes and all the things It took a lot to grow us up. And um, we have a really sweet marriage now, but yeah, it, it's definitely taken work. 
So when we first got married, we moved in a little 600 square feet apartment um, on the third floor of a brand new apartment building. We were so excited about this new space and it was beautiful. Um, I remember exactly how it was decorated. This is a little side conversation, but my mother-in-law took us shopping and bought us all new furniture for our 600 square feet. It was so sweet. So everything in our apartment was picked out by the both of us and um, gifted by our, my in-laws. And it was just a beautiful space for us to start our life together. Well, in that space, <laughs> we learned a lot about each other. One time, I made him so mad. He took... A, he went into the closet and grabbed a bunch of my clothes and just put them on the front porch. <laughs> now, I mean, we laugh about it now and we actually laughed about it soon after it happened because he wasn't trying to get rid of me. He just like didn't know how to get my attention to tell me how frustrated he was with me. We fought like children, but then we would make up like adults. So number one, first be prepared, be pre pre prepared that conflict's going to happen and, you know, have that conversation with your husband. Like when... When we make each other mad, what are we not going to do? Number one, let's not yell and scream because that doesn't accomplish anything, right? Let's not fight when we're hungry. Whatever you do, you don't want to fight with me when I'm hungry <laughs> because that is hangry and there's no wrath like a hungry woman, right? And probably for a man also. Um, schedule a time to talk about it when you're not feeling over passionate about the subject and agree to listen to his point of view. He, y'all are fighting because you have two different points of view and you want to, you want him to hear your point of view. And it's only fair that you hear his point of view. So agree that you will listen to him, that you will give him his attention and hear him out when y'all disagree on something. If my husband and I had agreed to that type of, um, decision before we hit that first conflict where I ended up with my clothes on the front porch. <laughs> my clothes wouldn't have been on the front porch. And I'm not saying, you know, that I'm not making an excuse for him and I'm going to tell you my stuff too, but he, we didn't have the communication skills and he just wanted me to hear him. He just wanted my, my attention. So number one, um, agree that when you hit conflict, you will take the time to listen to each other. We used to fight at night. And that is really not a great time to fight because typically the day has been long, you're exhausted, you just both want to go to bed, you don't want to solve the world's problems and all your mar marital problems before bed. Um, many, we had many nights in our first early years of marriage when we would just go in circles and go in circles. Proverbs 17, 14 says the beginning of strife is like letting out water. So quit before a quarrel breaks out. Another way of saying that is don't make a mountain out of a molehill, pick your battles. Some of the things that we would argue about really weren't big deals. It, they just weren't anything to fight about. It was just, we both had differences of opinions. So some things actually don't matter and decide right now to not make a big deal out of something that's not a big deal. Stick to the issue when you're fighting and don't hit below the belt by bringing in past offenses that you've already worked through together. Now, forgiveness is something that has to be done over and over and over. So say you have, you've messed up and, or he's messed up and you've already worked through it and you've both forgiven each other. 
don't bring that up in a new fight. That's not fair. It's not right. You've already worked through that. You've already forgiven each other. Um, but be aware in yourself that you forgiveness does have to take place over and over and over. It's not something that is just done one time because sometimes I will remember something and just get all those feelings back in my body. And I'll remember it just like I was there. And just like we were in the middle of that argument. And I think, no, I've already, I've already forgiven him for saying that or for doing that. And we just forgive over and over and over. It's not a one-time thing. So don't bring it up and create another issue out of something that you've already worked through. No name calling. Now this should be like, I shouldn't even have to say it. I mean, we're adults, right? So of course, don't, don't call names. I mean, that is definitely a toddler thing to do. No bringing in the invisible crowd, crowd of witnesses, such as everybody thinks this about you. Um, your entire family thinks, or my whole family thinks, um, everyone at work thinks that's not fair. Don't speak for people who are not present. It's wrong. And it's not fair because those people you're speaking for are not actually able to state what they think because they're not present and they shouldn't be a part of your private marriage fight. Um, scripture says every wise woman builds her house, but a foolish one, foolish one tears it down with her own hands and we can tear our own home down by fighting like that, by, um, tearing down our spouses with our words, everybody thinks, and, and making a crowd of a crowd on your side, putting a crowd on your side and making them angry also with you. Um, no insulting his family. <laughs> You're just like your father. You're just like your mother. Yeah, that's like taking a bowling ball and just knocking down a bunch of pins at one time. Um, it's not right. It's rude. We feel justified in our anger, but scripture also says the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. So in your anger, um, don't think that being angry and trying to prove your point and trying to get him to come on your side, um, is going to produce righteousness. It's not scripture is very clear that anger does not produce righteousness. So if you, if you are angry over something that is unrighteous, your, your anger is not going to bring it into righteousness. That's something the Holy spirit alone will do. And he will typically have you do it with fewer words or no words at all. Scripture says, um, be angry and sin not. And we typically sin with our words. Where words are many, sin abounds. And it's easy just to have our, our mouths just run off. And the more words we say, the more we, the deeper we get in to a situation and the harder it is to get out of it. But Proverbs 15, 1 says, a soft answer turns away wrath. A soft answer turns away wrath. So a soft answer to your husband when you're angry at him can turn away his anger. A soft answer from you can even dispel your anger. So the Proverbs isn't saying which way it goes. A soft answer turns away wrath. Is it turning away the wrath inside of you or the wrath inside of the other person? I think it goes both ways. Just understand that your anger is not going to bring about righteousness and a soft answer is going to turn away wrath. So when you feel that surge of frustration, plan on 
um, allowing the Holy Spirit to bring a calmness to your soul, just pause and breathe deeply and hold back your words and choose to think and don't speak rashly because a harsh word stirs up anger. And when we're harsh with each other, when we're saying a lot of words fast and we're saying them loudly and we're bringing in extra people who aren't there, so-and-so thinks and everybody thinks um, that is stirring up anger and that is tearing down your own home. And that is exactly what you don't want to do because you married the man because you love him and you want to spend, um, you want to live happily ever after with him. That is your desire and your dream. But in the moment when you're feeling that surge of frustration, you can forget about your dreams and you forget about all those things. And you can literally uh, make a right angle and go in the wrong direction (laughs) with your relationship and cause a lot of damage with your anger. Keep your fights private. Have you ever been around a couple who doesn't care who hears them and it's really awkward. <laughs> that is the worst when you're with a couple and they fight in public. Oh my goodness. It's so uncomfortable. No one knows what to do. And one time we were out to dinner with another couple and my husband was saying something that I was mortified over. I was like, what, what are you doing? Why are you saying that? Oh my goodness. I'm so embarrassed. I was embarrassed. I was having secondhand embarrassment, you know? <laughs> well, I kicked him under the table. I gave him a little nudge with my foot and he called me out on it. He was like, why are you kicking me? I'm like, because I'm not. Never mind. Go right ahead. Um, have your disagreements when you're not with people. And um, that way your, your little disagreements will not become more complicated and make other people take sides and get involved because it's nobody's business. Don't text your friends about what your husband is doing. Don't bring in your mom about what your husband is doing. The reason is, is there's always two sides to every story. There's two sides to a fight. He has a perspective and you have a perspective. You could be wrong. I mean, sometimes I'm wrong. (laughs) I'm not always right. And sometimes his perspective surprises me. I'm like, oh, that's why you think that? Oh, that's why you choosing to, you know, that's why you want to do that. I'm so sorry. I didn't realize that was the case. And um, understanding his perspective will help realign um, my own heart towards him. Oh, okay. And see him in a different light. You're not doing something to irritate me. You're doing something because you believe it's best for us in our future. Keep it private so that you can Better sit back and understand and listen to his perspective. Don't bring in your friends. Whatever you do, don't post it on social media. When um, something goes public, you can't retract it. I mean, and, and people aren't there for the making up. They're not there for all the healing words and the hug and the I forgive you. They're not there for that. So don't bring them into the the, the wound that hurts Um, the disagreement. Don't try to get people on your side. You should have a confidant, um, someone who is pro your marriage, someone who is for your marriage, someone who is not going to take your side, but someone who's going to build you up and correct you when you're wrong and stand beside you when you're having to just be patient with your husband for whatever reason. So have a confidant, have somebody to talk to that you can trust um, won't be happy if your marriage fails. Someone who is pro your marriage. Um, scripture says that um, 
If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We should be willing to admit when we're wrong to our spouse and restart. We have, my, my husband and I have, um, we made a decision a long time ago that we could say, stop, restart. You know, if we are in the middle of something and it's going to get heated and we realize this is going south fast and we really don't, we're too tired to enter into a fight. Um, we just say, you know what? restart. I don't like the way I said that. Can I reword that? I'm so sorry. I didn't mean it like that. That came out wrong. I had the wrong tone. That wasn't what I meant. Press pause, be willing to restart and be willing to say, you know what? I was wrong. I was either wrong in the way I said that, or I was wrong in the timing that I said that. Um, Timing is very important. Also, make sure that you're not exhausted, that you are well rested, that you are fed Schedule the time that you will have a discussion over something that needs to be discussed. Remember, just because you have a feeling doesn't mean you ha- it has to be addressed right in that moment. And that will help you to fight like an adult and like a toddler. How does a toddler fight? A toddler yells. We should not be yelling at each other unless the house is on fire. A toddler rolls um, their eyes. A toddler will throw things. A toddler will mouth off. These are things that um, a toddler gets in trouble for, right? We should not be having those toddler behaviors and actions. But I did one time. I was so mad at my husband and we were in a huge disagreement. And I knew exactly what bothered him. Leaving the kitchen cabinets open. Um, One time, (laughs) I was so mad at him. We had a pretty huge kitchen. Our first house was really large. I bet it had... 30, 40 kitchen cabinets. And I opened up every single kitchen cabinet <laughs> and drawer so that when he woke up in the morning, he would walk into a kitchen and know how I felt. I was sending him a sub, subliminal message. Well, maybe it wasn't too subliminal. subliminal. <laughs> it was definitely a message though. Yes, I was acting like a toddler. I was mad. I wasn't going to use my words, but I was going to show him that I was mad. God forgives us and we should be willing to forgive our spouses and we should be willing to forgive ourselves. I heard this saying or I read it somewhere. I can't remember. God forgives, but wisdom does not forget. What does this mean? Um, this simply means that we learn from our mistakes and we don't continue to make the same offenses. We don't continue to allow the same offenses to happen over and over and over. So we forgive, but that doesn't mean that we forgive and repeat. That means that we forgive and we grow, we forgive and we mature and we move on and we make better decisions and we love each other and we're kind. I hope some of these rules speak to you and that you can, if you're a newlywed, not make some of our same mistakes, that you will communicate with um, calm words, calm, loving words, and that you won't have to do big things to get each other's attention like my husband and I did in the beginning. Um, Anyway, we laugh now and we laughed soon after those things too. We were just really, really silly in our fights. We still have conflict, but now we better know how to listen to each other. And it's so much more pleasant. One thing that we um, don't do is we don't have our big discussions over food, over meals. We have them um, just at the table with nothing in front of us food wise And a lot of times we'll have paper and pen so that if we need to take notes and repeat back that we can do that. 
I would love to hear from you. If you took anything, if you take anything away from this and apply it, let me know. Okay. Have a blessed day. Happy fighting. Something I'm loving. Seasons change over here like pages of a book flipping in the wind. You know what I mean. When you have a bunch of kids, they just change fast. They grow fast. Well, this summer, we've had a group of teenage boys hanging out in our house that have brought us so much joy. These boys range in age from 14 to 16 because our boys at home are those ages. Um, anyway, this group of boys, they are deep. They're silly, they're thoughtful, they're rowdy, they're intelligent, <laughs> they're all the things. They respect our boundaries and appreciate our family values. Um, when we call for family huddle at night, they know exactly what to do. They gather around our kitchen table and engage in whatever Bible passage we're discussing. I'm just really enjoying this season with this group of teenage boys in our home. Thank you for joining me, my friend, and meet me back here next week in this space. And if you don't follow me on Instagram, I'm Terry Bonin on Instagram. I'm Terry Bonin on Facebook and oh, Terry Bonin on Spotify. <laughs> I happen to be me everywhere I go. And that's a good thing.